0: Atlanta News First investigates, the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. This is Behind the Investigation. I'm Sierra Cummings, joined now by my colleague, investigative reporter Rachel Polanski, and we've got a really special story today it's a part of an ongoing series that kind of gives you a look from another lens that we don't typically review when it comes to affordable housing um the eviction process and all of that good stuff so start us from the beginning this is really about eviction backlogs absolutely so we started this
1: investigation back in july and so we are talking about an eviction court backlog and how we found this story was a number of landlords actually reached out to us and we're talking about landlords in all different counties Clayton, DeCab, and Fulton. Basically, what they told us is that their tenants stopped paying rent. Uh, some of them six months ago, some of them eight months ago, some over a year ago. Wow. They filed for an eviction, and now they're just waiting. They're waiting on a court date. Uh, when we started looking into this, we found out that this is very common right now. Ever since the pandemic. The court system is very backlogged, and because of this, uh, landlords are waiting really long amounts of time to get that court date. And that whole time, they're not being paid. So for these landlords, again, uh, we focus on mom-and-pop landlords. These are not corporate giants who own tons of apartments. We're talking about folks who own one, maybe two properties, Uh, They have not been paid in over a year and some of them are in danger of going into foreclosure and they can't do anything about it because the tenants won't pay and they can't get a day in court.
0: And that was all a part of your earlier investigations. This particular one is focusing on a new angle, public safety. Absolutely. So this came from
1: another tip. We had a local property management company reach out and they said, you know, we appreciate the stories you've been doing, but another angle you should really look into is how this eviction court backlog is impacting public safety. Mm-hmm. And for for this example that we go into in the story, we take you to a troubled uh, southwest Atlanta apartment complex, where there has been a history of crime. There's been a lot of violence there. Uh, This property management company took over in March, and they've really been trying to turn it around. They've added security guards, put in a gate, lights, cameras, all of that. But what they're struggling with is there is something like 13 tenants that have not paid in over a year, and these tenants have been involved in a lot of incidents on the property, and they want to get them removed. But again, because of this eviction court backlog, They can't do that. Meanwhile, neighbors are scared. There's been shootings. And um, we kind of dig into some of the implications of the eviction court backlog when it comes to public safety. So here's that story. I just tend to my little flowers. and Yolanda Ogletree. Stay to myself. and Finds joy in her garden. Do what I do. But that piece is routinely interrupted. I'm sorry, I don't want to get emotional, but everywhere you go, you're kind of scared, you know. Records show Atlanta police have been called to the hills at Greenbrier a little over 400 times since January 2022. What
0: well, do you need? Police fire at the ambulance.
1: I need
2: everybody. Apparently, someone shot.
1: Reports of fights, burglaries, even shootings.
2: Okay, what's the phone number? Please, phone can brought? you hurry? Because there's, baby, there's been a baby that's been shot.
1: In August, a six month old baby boy was killed. His mother and father were also injured in what police called a targeted shooting.
2: The real issue here is the human safety issue. Is this one of the problem tenants? Kelly
1: James runs the apartment management business that oversees the hills at Greenbrier. He took over the property in March and immediately spotted red flags.
2: We have several units at this property that have been on eviction since 2022. Some of these individuals, they won't follow the rules. And lease violations don't mean anything when they know that there's not a threat of imminent eviction.
1: Atlanta News First investigates look through the property's running evictions.
2: These people stopped paying in January 2023.
1: Thirteen non-paying tenants have been involved in some type of incident on the property since their evictions were filed. That includes the mother of the six-month-old baby boy. The Hills at Greenbrier had been trying to evict her since last October.
2: Under normal circumstances, that unit would have been evicted long ago. Now, would that have prevented this tragedy, there's no way of saying, but under normal circumstances, an eviction that was filed approximately a year ago, that resident would not be on the property anymore.
1: But we're not living in normal circumstances. As Atlanta News First Investigates has reported, there are eviction court backlogs in Clayton, DeKalb, and Fulton counties, and the delays go beyond the courtroom. Once a ruling is issued, All evictions in Georgia must be supervised by a marshal or sheriff's deputy. And some of those agencies are also playing catch-up. There are 2,900 evictions in the Fulton County Marshals Department just waiting to be scheduled.
2: My hands are tied. We know who the troublemakers are, but we can't get them off the property.
1: Since taking over the hills at Greenbrier, R. James Properties has added cameras, lights, and courtesy officers. They've also fixed the entry gate and staffed it with security guards. But Yolanda Ogletree says the gate does very little when the problem tenants are already inside. If they have a problem, they got to go. They just need to get them up out of here. The court system needs to go faster. And I talked with the Fulton County judge in charge of evictions just last month, and she acknowledged the backlog but says her office has taken steps to reduce delays. That includes opening up Zoom mediation and adding additional eviction calendars to reduce this caseload. To take a closer look at what she had to say and watch our other stories on the eviction court backlog, you can head to atlantanewsfirst.com. Rachel plansky Atlanta News First.
0: You know, I just wonder, as a reporter on, on so many stories, really, we hear some of our local and state and even federal officials kind of, pointing to the pandemic, shifting everything. I wonder just how much went through your mind as you went through this series and investigating each of these stories. Does it seem like the the point that the pandemic is the problem? Is that a little bit of a cop out? What, what did you think when you're investigating this? I, I thought the same
1: thing. And almost all of the agencies I talked to did blame the pandemic, in part, which I do feel like is a bit of a cop out, but I will say, I sat down with the chief judge in Fulton County, and she offered some other reasons why this is happening besides the pandemic. So uh, she she told me that one thing that they're dealing with in Fulton County is a shortage of days that the attorneys can be in court. So even though they have something like nine eviction calendars a week, only two of those days involve um, attorneys. Mm. So if you're filing with an attorney, it's going to take a lot longer for you to get your day in court. Whereas if you're filing without an attorney, which they call pro se, you can move that along a lot quicker. So that was one thing she brought up. Um, Something else that they're trying to do to fix this is they've opened Zoom mediation. Uh, So again, they're they're aware of this problem, they acknowledge it, and they are trying to reduce the delays. But when you talk to these landlords who have been waiting all of this time, they just feel like, you know, too little, too late.
0: Yeah. Something I think you do really well that I want to acknowledge is, you know, making us feel for the person that we wouldn't typically feel for. You've done it in other stories. In this particular story, you've already said it, that these are not corporate giants. These are um, people who are teachers, mm-hmm. Um just living their everyday lives and maybe want it to rent out a place. We've been introduced to those landlords in your previous investigation. And this one, um, you know, in, in part three, um, you've got this particular location that has a major landlord, um, but you really feel for not just the property management, but for the other residents that are there. It's, it's not you know, it's not limited to one kind of area of impact. Right, absolutely. And and I will
1: say too, in this story, uh, we went out to the property and I talked with a lot of tenants and a lot of them feel this way, but they were too afraid to go on camera for fear of retaliation mm. because of the crimes that are going on. Um, but they did say, you know, we would love if these 13 They call them problem tenants because they've been involved in these incidents. If they could get them out of the property, it would make all of us feel a lot safer. We were able to talk with uh, Yolanda Ogletree, who you heard from there, and I think she really sums up that picture really nicely. But I'll say there were many more tenants that echoed her voice, Mm. but they were too afraid to share that because of the very reason that we're talking about that some of these tenants um, have been involved in these scary incidents, including shootings and burglaries and tenants are quite frankly they're 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 afraid
0: yeah afraid for their lives another thing that we just kind of want to double down on this is about non-paying tenants these aren't just tenants that are a part of the alleged nuisance or um the ongoing uh potentially criminal incidents Mm -hmm. these are actually residents that the property says hey they've consistently not paid their rent we're not trying to evict them simply because of behavior we're trying to evict them uh in part because of uh non payment. Right, I'm really glad you touched on that. Uh, these these are tenants that
1: have not paid and also that the landlords have tried to work with sometimes for 6 eight, 8 months up up to a year. Even in some of these cases the landlords and property managers have told us that they've said we don't even care about the money, we just want you to leave. Wow. And they still won't leave because they know about the backlog and without that eviction being imminent, you know, there's really no reason for them yeah. to. And, you know, the property manager even told us they'll, they'll issue lease violations and some of these tenants will rip it up right in, right in front of their faces.
0: So many of us are passionate about the topic of affordable housing and really at the core of this, this is what your investigation is all about. You want affordable housing and you also want it to be a safe place to live, raise your family. You want to be able to come home at night and, and you know, not worry about actually going to sleep. Yeah, and to that end, I also talked with a property
1: manager manager in a story um, a couple stories ago, I don't know if it was my first or my second piece, but he made a really good point that this is something that impacts all of us in Mm -hmm. metro Atlanta if you are renting, because what a lot of these landlords are doing to compensate for this eviction court backlog and these additional risks is they're raising rent or they're raising security deposits. So even if you are a great tenant, you pay every month on time, you could still see an increase because of what's going on around you, even if you're not involved in it.
0: It's an incredible point. I know we'll stay on top of this. And, you know, we really feel for those families. Have you heard anything at maybe the local legislative level about any kind of attempts to make this speed along in some of our big metro county court systems? Right. So I've, again, been in touch with uh, the Fulton County Chief Magistrate
1: Court Judge and the Clayton County Chief Magistrate Court Judge and and DeKalb as well. And I know DeKalb's uh, commissioners have recently put some money toward this problem, Mm -hmm. In Clayton, they've, they've told us that they have hired more judges. And then in Fulton, of course, she's told us that. They are trying to add these Zoom mediation calendars and add more calendars in general. So they all are trying to do this. As far as legislation, I interviewed Senator Donzella James, who represents Atlanta not long ago, Um, and she is going to be focusing on affordable housing issues this coming legislative session that starts in January. So this is something we're going to be watching closely because, like you said, affordable housing, um, this is something that really impacts all of us and people are really interested in. And so we will stay on top of this throughout the next year
0: yeah and arguably it's the onus isn't really on the journalists to come up with solutions but we love when we're able to point to solutions so really good job really great work on this thanks so much for talking about this really powerful series this has been behind the investigation you can get our podcast anywhere you get your own podcast thanks